episode 21, No Hipsters Pod. It's your boy, Ronte, the founder of NoHipstersAllowed.com. And this week, our co-host is lifestyle blogger. Oh, I'm going to do that over. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do that over. <laughs> episode 21, No Hipsters Pod. It's your boy, Ronte, the founder of NoHipstersAllowed.com. And this week, our co-host is lifestyle blogger, Ogechi. Hello, everybody. What's up? What's up? Thank you so much. Actually, I've been meaning to have you on. So this is kind of a special, special uh, occasion. And yeah. Um, yeah, a lot has happened this week. Uh, I know that you are a Brandy stan. So I can't wait to talk to you about the versus. Uh, President of the fan club. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Let's start with um, very sad news. Uh, so about five or six days ago now, uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away and he passed away of, um, uh, colon cancer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Colon cancer. And, uh, it was announced on social media pages and just really took the world by shock because no one knew that he had been diagnosed with cancer. And so it's, I think everyone's been hurting ever since. And, um, it's been really, I mean, it's really sad. I mean, it's, it's been a rough, rough year and I feel like we've been mourning all year and this is just another thing to, to be sad about. And so, um, you know, what were you, what are your thoughts? How do you like, where were you? How do you find out? Like, you know, how have you been, how have you been feeling ever since? When I found out I was devastated, um, you know, this year has already been crazy as it is. And it's like every day is just something different. Right. And, right. you know, this is someone that has played a major impact on, you know, not just our lives, but like, you know, I have nieces and nephews, right. Um, friends who have kids that like, you know, black cancer was everything for them. Right. So the fact that, you know, we finally get like a superhero and he just dies. It's, you Oof. know, it's literally like, dang, can we have something? For right. You know, like right. That's, right. that's immediately like where it, where it went, you know, but it's like, you know, um, I, I can only say this, that his family and his circle, whoever he had around him, like they held him down. So the right. fact that nobody even knew. Not one like leak. That, not not one, one leak. That just shows that, you know, his circle was you know, loyal and they stayed tight to him. And it's, you know, it's just really unfortunate. Right. Cause even, honestly, even when like uh, he went on IG live and, and looked really gone, I think that was a perfect opportunity for anyone who would leak to leak it. So first when I remember when the picture came out, when the picture came out and everybody was kind of like trolling him and saying he lost so much weight, like the medical right. side of me was like, something's not, right. you oh. know, I automatically thought something wasn't right. But then, right. you know, the fact that everyone was like, Oh, he probably did it for a role. And because I know he's such a passionate, you know, actor, he's passionate, his craft. I was like, okay, well maybe he just, you know, he is playing a cancer patient. Cause that's literally what I said. I'm like, he's probably playing a cancer patient. Not okay. knowing that he had right. cancer. Right. Whole time. Right. But right. um because because I am in the health profession, there's a lot of but there's been a lot of patients, you know, a lot of people that have come in like, Oh, I'm gonna colonoscopy done because I wanna make sure I don't have colon cancer. And right. you know, people just need to keep you know, colon cancer is literally like the third leading cause of death amongst like African Americans, men, women, oh, wow. everybody. So yeah, so it's up there. And it's you know, it's hard to catch it because people have to be self aware. You have to pay attention to yourself, you know, paying attention to like you know, not trying to go to TMI or whatever, but like the stool, like if you feel bloated, if you know, any type of like gastric issues that doesn't seem normal, it might seem normal to you, but it's something that you need to talk to your provider about. But, um, you can't just go in and say, I'm going to colonoscopy, like, because, you know, number one insurance, you can't just, Mm -hmm. you know, just ask for that. But, um, you know, making sure that you still take care of yourself. A lot of the, one of the major risk factors is, um, a high meat intake. So all this, everybody that's on keto, 
that's definitely a high risk factor. You know, you want to make sure that you're implementing some like some type of fiber in your diet as well. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, you know, especially, you know, as, as black people, we have to really take care of ourselves. And then because a lot of people have like underlying health issues, such as diabetes, high blood pressure, all these other things, like these are all the things you have to like come up with to get like a differential diagnosis. But right. it's funny. I always, cause, cause you're so stylish. I always forget that you're actually, a nurse, <laughs> and, you know, that you know the stuff. Beauty and brain. <laughs> Let's talk about, the Brandy versus Monica versus, uh, whoo, what a night. What a what night. What a night. I know you were, too, I actually saw that you had a watch party with a few of your friends, I which did. I thought was a fantastic idea. I had to. There was uh, no way I was going to be able it, to hold that excitement myself. Right. No, it was <laughs> so amazing. It's actually the first thing I've watched from the very beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And I maybe mean, actually know the second after the baby face one, but it was just so good. And I... I just, I got all the feels like, you know, I, I just, that is my idea of good music yeah, and just, very nostalgic. you know, it was, it was amazing. And, um, yeah, I, I feel, I felt blessed after it. So yeah. How'd you feel? Um, of course, <laughs> everybody that knows me up. knows that I am like the biggest Brandy fan ever. I remember when my Weezy first came out and I was in fourth grade and I literally went to every lunch table. I was like, you guys have to turn into UPN at 8 p.m. so we can watch my Weezy so it doesn't get cut off the air. Like I was right, advocating right, right. for her back then. Oh, wow. Yes. That, oh, even, even back then? Back then, I was advocating for her. Had all wow. her CDs, had everything. Um, yeah. So it's funny. I almost don't want to ask you who won because I don't feel like I can get a fair answer. No, but this is so. okay. So I'm, I, it, but the thing is, even though I'm a big Brandy fan, I still like Monica. I had all the Monica CDs, but right, right. At the end of the day, I really do feel that I feel like Brandy won. I feel like Brandy won. I feel like she of came she in. No, but the thing is, even I, I have friends that are like Monica fans, and we literally had a discussion. Like even today, she was like, "You know what? I I really believe that." She was like, "As much as a Monica fan that I am, I'm really happy that I." That I was able to, because I forgot so much that Brandy had so many hits. So she was yeah. like, it's literally like Brandy won. And she was like, and it also, Monica's fake attitude that she came with was just so uncalled for. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so let me first say that, even though I, I am a bigger Brandy fan, mm-hmm. I low-key felt like Monica won. What? Yeah, because I just feel like, first of all, Monica's... Uh, uh, sequencing of her songs was better. And secondly, after 2002, I don't think Brandy really has any, like, really good songs. Like, after Full Moon, I don't, there were no Brandy songs that I love. As opposed to Monica, who had, like, a period in, like, 2009, 2010, where she had, like, you know, uh, Love All Over Me and, um, you know, Everything To Me. Like, a few songs that were, like, you know, Sideline Ho. Like, she had a few other, I mean, they weren't major hits, but songs that were popular on the radio and that a lot of people love mm-hmm. and i don't think brandy has that and so that's where i think monica has her beat also honestly i found out like in my prep for the for the show that um monica actually has more number one singles and actually has more top 10 singles as well so the stats actually yeah, aren't yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were gonna that Right, the stats are Monica's favorite, but I think that Brandy songs just kind of hit a little different. They hit differently. That's why people love her more, and her brand. I think also people forget how phenomenal Brandy's career was yes. in the first five years. Like Brandy was our Beyonce back then. Hmm. Oh, you don't agree? You 
I'll say this. I'll say this. Beyonce is a once in a generation talent. Now, however, Beyonce has never had, like, has not, hasn't quite had the acting career that Brandy has. Beyonce can't act. I love exactly. her, but she no, can't act. Right. She can't act, but she's she's a big star, so her mm-hmm. movies do well anyway. Mm-hmm. But Brandy was a great actress, and she came out the gate with, like, TV and movies. Like, first five years, she gave us two albums. She gave us iconic soundtrack songs. She gave us Moesha. Yeah. Like, she had, like, for her first five years... People, don't, people take people take that for granted. That was... I, I didn't even mention Cinderella. Like, <clears throat> for Cinderella. first five years... Like, that was quite like an opening and so you know i think that's why people kind of feel differently about brandy like she's just she was a bigger entity as like you know as just uh, as an entertainer Mm -hmm. and so that's why monica will never quite you know just appeal to people in the same way so i mean yeah honestly they're both great their songs are both amazing and um you know at the end of the day we won the fans won the fans didn't uh, yeah even though i think monica robbed us um of like the whole experience because her attitude i'm sorry i'm gonna go back to her attitude her attitude right. i felt oh, yeah. like it just it's like brandy like okay you guys have beat we get it okay great yeah. but you guys are adults now like you're damn near 40 right yeah oh can i curse on here <laughs> oh, of course oh, we love that we love that on here. go ahead so it's like you're damn near 40 you guys are like you already agree you didn't agree at first then someone probably made you agree you agreed you're here be in the moment, even if you gotta be fake for three hours. Be like it's right. not for you; it's for us, right? I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's be clear; they're both fake, and they, this, the tension was clearly there. I think they both still had issues, but I think they 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 worked on the issues well enough for us. I appreciate that. And even like the behind the scenes shots, they look a little bit more at ease. Yeah, and so I, I don't think Monica can breathe that. in the outfit. She looked good though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not nice. <laughs> She couldn't breathe. That's why she was sitting like that. I don't because after the point I was like, it's the outfit. I was like, first of all, y'all dress like it's wintertime. Like it's the outfit. She couldn't breathe. She knows she can't move in that thing. So she had to maintain composure. And you know, I get it. But also but but I want to say though, because think about these are people who've literally been compared for the last quarter century right and so even though you want to do teddy riley versus babyface and all these other people they're not people who've had to deal with real life comparison in their like for for most of their lives at this point Mm -hmm. they were 14 15 when this started yeah and so there's just the context was so different and that's why i think the competition it was just a little bit more tense because of that and then also you know monica punched brandy in the face you know, at the VMA rehearsal, people people seem to forget that there was actually like a physical altercation. No, and I remember that, but you also have to remember that they came back. They've Monica apologized plenty of times. Of they came back and they they even did another song. It didn't they go. Did. They, it didn't go did, as yeah. platinum as the of boy's course. mind, but you know. Yeah, I, I actually wish they never did that, but yeah, <laughs> they did do another song, and like I think even like <laughs> things like that. Do you ever really forget? But yeah, I no. mean. But Brandy was the one that got punched in the face, and she was all happy go lucky. Like she did her prayers. You, she, she got herself together to the point. Was like right. she was even singing her songs better than her. Right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, overall, it, I thought it was you know a great great event. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that you know that we got to see that, and you know more power to Brandy. Monica. Actually, since this happened, all their albums and songs are like you know on the iTunes R&B yeah. charts. And you know it's it's good. I think people need to revisit. I mean the songs are amazing the songs are timeless and i hope that a new generation of fans get to see what we 
were you know blessed to enjoy yeah. in in the early years of our lives so you know it's good it's good night for music and um you know I'm excited to see. see yeah, I'm excited to see who because I feel like because of them and the fact that they reached like what was it, one point one million? Yeah, one point two million on Instagram alone. An additional four point eight on Apple Music, so six million altogether. So wow. it's the most watched. Yeah, by far the most watched versus yet. And so it was I mean, listen, it's a testament to their star power. Uh it's a testament because really people forget that Banya and Monica were really only hot hot for like five years a piece like you know by the turn of the no and i hate to say but by the turn of the millennium they weren't really like you know putting out hits like that uh brandy was had one hit with i think what about us in 2002 or so and after that like neither of them have cracked the top 10 so don't play brandy like that yeah she might not have had her own single but she had first of all she had albums she had albums and two she featured on a lot of other people's like she did the song with daniel caesar she did the song with um that's great she did she i actually love that song actually as far as post full moon that's the one song that i really like the one with uh chris brown Mm -hmm. but none of those songs really like you know cracked i don't even think they cracked the top 40 and i Mm -hmm. think as much as that might be just, you know, reflection of the quality of the music or the reflection of just fans whose, whose taste has changed. Yeah. I think it also, I mean, it's a conversation that no one's having yet, but I think radio has changed in the sense that. Oh, the, definitely. Yeah. Ownership has, at radio has consolidated. So you have fewer people getting to decide what we get to listen to. I think R&B has suffered the most mm-hmm. because most of those people that decide are white men and oftentimes can't really, you know, see too far beyond like hip-hop and maybe like the occasional like pop rock songs so yeah. i don't know we'll, I, I mean that's that's one theory right but yeah i think uh black female artists black female r&b artists have suffered the most because of that let's talk about adele mm. i love adele i like her yes. I love Adele a lot. And so this week, uh, she made news because she was seen in um, a uh, Jamaican flag patterned uh, bikini and bantu knots to boot. And she was, people, I don't think everyone got this right away. I mean, she said so in the caption, but she was dressed for not even carnival. carnival. Yeah, on yeah, carnival. And I don't know how, I mean, I don't know, because I actually been to the carnival. I went as a kid. But I don't know how, you know, well Americans know, you know, the, the carnival. It's like, it's similar to what people travel to Trinidad for, right? Mm-hmm. But except this one's in London. And so, um, listen, there's been, you know, accusations of cultural appropriation and yada, yada, all the typical things you would expect to happen. I, I mean, I don't think that the, it looked nice on her, but I, I'm, I don't feel as outraged. Yeah, I'm not outraged. Um, and I don't think it's cultural appropriation as well. Because yeah. if you think about it, she was raised in London, like in the UK. Everybody yeah. listens to everything. Everybody parties together. Everyone is not like so divided yeah. as how we are in the US. And then yeah. also for Americans to be out here saying that it's cultural appropriation. Like, you, do you even know that culture to say that she's doing that? Like, you don't like right. she might know more. <laughs> In regards to that, I probably, I, I probably one of her Jamaican friends who put that on her head in the first place. But right. I'm thinking like, it's just, I think that America has gotten to a place where like people are a little too quick to use that term. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's always being used correctly. Like, I, I mean, I think there, there are some definitions that define it as simply doing something that belongs to another culture. And if, if that's the case, then we're all cultural appropriators. Right? right. And so that's why I think we need to actually like, you know, raise the threshold a little bit. I think uh, cultural appropriation is when people are not only copying, but kind of erasing the 
originators of whatever it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone will feel like, you know, Adele invented Bantu knots. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I think people did, did a little too much on that one. Yeah, they made uh, a little extra. I think I actually. Yeah, I also thought it was funny that she commented on the brand. Yes, <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, "She's smart. She's smart." I'm like, keep your name to the uh, the tabloids, girl. She's smart. But um, I'm ready for this next album that she's about to put out. Right, because I know she's you know gonna actually you know if there's anything that's like, and I only think that's really cultural appropriation as well. But I think it's where like people act like white R and B singers are like producing like just quality of music that's so much higher than what the black army singers are doing mm. now to me that's where the cultural appropriation really yeah. is and also in that instance i don't really think that it's the sin of the artist it's more of a sin of the audience in the sense that no matter how much an artist chooses to give credit if a white music fan hears a song by adele or sam smith and and starts you know lauding it as so much better as than anything that they've heard from any black artist and that to me the, the erasure that's being done is by the audience member. Mm-hmm. And so people really think of cultural provision as just like, you know, that's just the artist doing, but I think audience plays a big part in that. Like, you know, if, if Bruno Mars, cause Bruno Mars is a good example of someone who gives credit at every turn, every award that he accepts, he makes sure to like shout out a, a black, you know, legend or two. Yeah. And people still like act like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, he's still doing them. He's making the best music or whatever. And so, I mean, what can he do about that? Right. And so we also have to, uh, I guess people, audience members have to kind of look inward and ask themselves why they always just seem to like R&B and hip hop when it's performed by white people. Right. Mm. So but you also really... have to look at it as who is, who's, who's their team? Like who's the one that's guiding them into, you know, like that's, that's, a, that's a whole nother conversation. It is. But, it um, is. But, and, yeah. and also you're yeah, asking people to kind of like, you know, kind of rid themselves of biases and sometimes you don't know those biases are there mm-hmm. like like there's so many like white and i'm sure you've met people like that too where it's like oh they just love eminem and they just love him so much more than oh, every other rapper and they can't like they can't seem to understand why but i'm like yo you only like him because it's white and like i keep i tell you all the time like, just listen to eminem just close your eyes listen to this song and just tell me how you would think of it and how, and how much you would love it if it was you know performed by a black rapper like yeah. so much so much of it is so not that good but you know at this it's really point, not yeah, it, yeah it's not <laughs> at all and but now he's 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 now like the best-selling rapper of all time right and so is he really yeah by by far like no one's even close mm. and because like the way like you know uh no albums don't sell anymore they just people just go by streaming no one's ever going to catch up right uh drake might have had a shot but it's too late so yeah wow. yeah it's it's honestly what like you would need to do like a whole show because I, I, there are just so many so many different shades of gray when it comes to the cultural appropriation and how it is uh, perpetuated so right Adele didn't do she did no wrong she looked uncomfortable I thought the photo was uh photoshopped I couldn't believe it at first what made it so bad is that she looked like she wasn't sure of herself like she needed to yeah. like, she needed to rock that with a little bit more confidence yeah I was just like oh girl is that really you or did they just paste your face on somebody else's body like, that's what it looked like <laughs> and also I'm actually like I see she's lost a lot of weight and I think she just couldn't wait to like you know show you show everyone what she was working with Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I think uh, you know if she's going to rock Bantu knots, she has to give us a little bit more confident. <laughs> yeah, a little more. Be that this girl. Be confident. So this past week on Twitter, someone said, and I quote: 
that y'all give too much to Sade. And there was quite a bit of an uproar. And it, I, I mean, there were a lot of, like, most people were clearly, like, dragging this person. Even Halle Berry got into it and said, you know, you're not going to disrespect Sade, yada, yada. I want to first hear what your thoughts are, and then I will offer mine. Okay. So, what? how old was this person that made this comment? Because actually, I, not that, like, I don't think she's that young, actually. I thought it was, like, some, like, you know, Gen Z person, but she's she's actually seemed like a... Like a millennial? Like yeah, one of us? Yeah, like, exactly, like our age group. Um, everybody doesn't appreciate great music, and Sade is a great performer. Her, she literally brings you into her world and takes you on her journey. And the fact that they now sat there and basically compared her to Janae Aiko was just like, really? What? Right. The, sh- there would be no Janae Aiko if it wasn't for Sade. So, you know what? I probably should add a yes. So she follows by saying that we give too much Sade and then said at least Janae gives us drama and this and that. I think that's really where she fucked up at. But honestly, let me just say that I don't think it's that controversial of an opinion. And this is not to say that Shadi's music isn't like amazing and that, and that, and that she isn't like a good singer, mm-hmm. but I feel like she has been the beneficiary of at this point, two decades of lots of really influential people citing her as an influence. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or at least people like just saying, Oh yeah, like I love Shadi. And so I think it's become a thing. Like even there's sometimes where I hear people say like, you know, like they like Shadi and sometimes I don't even think that there's, telling the truth you know what I, mean? I feel like it's just become a thing to say and so that's where it is now so she's, she's now kind of like she has um reached like god status and people don't really kind of challenge it but i just i think that she's just a wee bit overrated and like i said before anyone what? gets mad yeah because i know people are gonna get mad before anyone gets mad at me i'm not saying that she can't sing or that the music isn't amazing i just feel like like i said she's 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 essentially the black Bob Dylan where it's like, you know, she hasn't sold like that many records. Like she has like a relatively moderate commercial success, but just, it's a lot. She has a a ton of critical acclaim. And so people just like, you know, treat her as, you know, untouchable. But the fact that it matters, I don't think a lot of, like, I think a lot of people just believe it's conventional wisdom to love Sade and they don't really love her that much is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Who else do you think is in that category? Uh, oh, quite a few, actually. I think Donald Glover's in that category. I think Frank Ocean is in that category. I think, mm. um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I think a lot, honestly, a lot of like these like neo-soulish artists are in that category. Um, it's just, you could, yeah, it's just all these people who like, first of all, it's a category that is really, kind of of um kind of made for artists who don't fit into other modes not well well yeah yes and no but also mainly artists who sell us on mystique like ooh, i'm so mysterious i don't you know <laughs> ooh, like i don't do interviews and i release an album every seven years like i think it's really that kind of thing i think some artists actually are very intentional in trying to like fit in that mold hmm. um and so that is i think that's you know and actually i've actually mentioned this on the website before actually about sade and how like she's like big on missing actually adele low-key is in that category the only difference is that she happens to sell you know tens of millions of albums which most of the other people don't yeah. and i think that's you know mainly a function of adele being white 
but you know, that's, that's, it's definitely a certain type of artist that, you know, you know, it's just, the music is good, but really oftentimes it's just the hype. And so I hate to say it, but it's just, wow. You think there's hype around Sade? That's crazy. A, a, lot, a lot. And and again, before anyone gets mad, I'm not saying like, cause I think when people hear you say hype, they hear you saying that person is not talented. I'm not saying she's not talented or that the music isn't great. I'm saying that there is a bit of, you know, overreaction. You know what I mean? As even like overreaction to the music, but also overreaction to even people saying that they don't like her so much. Like, I think that, it, I think it, it's not an unreasonable position to say, oh, I'm not too crazy about Shadi. I mean, like, she's a vibe. She's a vibe. She's a, definitely she's a, vibe. a vibe. You have to be in that vibe to be able to, like, take it in so no no the the music is amazing it's like the the songs are timeless she has a special kind of voice um but i just think that people should be allowed to like (laughs) you know honestly speak their truth (laughs) so (laughs) that's 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 i mean i hear you but it's also like especially with black twitter like you have to be careful right it's a lot lot of things before you type yeah, a lot, but that's the thing. It, I, it shouldn't be that touchy of a subject to like have a dissenting opinion about an artist. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just I don't know. It's kind of, that's like you coming out and you just talking like bad about Beyonce. Like everyone's gonna get on you. And, but that's the thing. People do that on the regular. And the <laughs> difference between that is that I think people are allowed to a greater extent to not like Beyonce than they are Shade. Even though I think there's less. To dislike about Beyonce, if I'm being perfectly honest. But anyway, that's like uh, saying you don't like Anita Baker. I, I do. I like Anita Baker a lot. I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. At the end, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that Shadé is not a good singer or that I don't like her songs. I think that people act like she is a greater talent than she is, and that is my position. Mm. Okay. So, right. yeah, I know. Listen, I know that I know some people are going to be mad at me for saying this, but so who do you choose? Who do you do? You, do you feel that Janae Aiko is better than? I, so, he, so I, here's my thing. Actually, I'm glad you brought because I was actually about to join the subject, but I, we're not done here. I think where that person made a mistake and where because I even because I dragged the person a bit on the on the Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Where they made a mistake was comparing Jade to Jane Aiko. Now, Jane Aiko can't sing for shit, and her songs are, like, almost consistently trash. And so that's where, oh. like, that was a mistake. I think that there is no comparison. Like, the mm-hmm. you know, two different, like, talent levels. Like, I just, I don't feel like, I mean, I hate to say, I just don't feel like Janae is a good singer. I still see her as Lil Fizz's uh, cousin. I remember going to a B2K concert and she oh, yeah. opening for them. And I was just like, oh, everybody really? was like, boo, get her off the stage. She's too sad. Ah. Like, why is she always sad? <laughs> like, I do bump, bump, bump. Like, what's going on? <laughs> but, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, I, I think it's fascinating that she has a career. And, and I think, um, if anything, she should serve as inspiration to people who feel like they have to be, like, you know, uniquely talented to, to achieve great things. Apparently, you don't have to be. All right, winners and losers. Ogechi, since you're the guest, I will let you go first. Okay, so my winner of this week is Tyler Perry because he just made it to, he's like a billionaire now? Yeah, just officially a billionaire. Yes, he's officially a billionaire. And from being homeless and living in your car to become a billionaire, I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's all right there. Yeah. Um, my loser for the week, I'm going to have to give it to Monica because she lost. Come and, on. <laughs> no, Come she lost. On. And then, no, 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 let me, let me explain. She lost. 
my opinion and every, majority of the opinion because I did polls on Instagram as well too and then two she had this is an opportunity this is an opportunity for you to come and just you know, make history. I mean, she made history, but she came at it with like such a nasty attitude and I didn't appreciate it at all. So she's my loser. She got to do better. Somebody needs to talk to her. Missy, somebody. Ludacris, her cousin, somebody. Talk to her. (laughs) Maybe she's sick of my C-murder. Oh, oh my God. You know, actually, let's just random, uh, you know, let's go on a slight tangent. Mm -hmm. Is it me or is that relationship slightly inappropriate given that the time that she was barely 18 i can actually i don't think she was 18 when she was dating c murder because if street symphony was truly about c murder mm-hmm. then she was 17 when she was dating him and he wasn't was, he married when they were messing so isn't she the sideline hoe i'm just saying oh I don't, okay you know if you're officially <laughs> being messy i'm just i'm just i am monica i love you i do i really do i'm just pointing but i just didn't like her attitude <laughs> I didn't like her attitude. I was just pointing out the age difference and how like <laughs> it should raise eyebrows. But yeah, um, we'll we'll leave that right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so actually, my winner of the week, uh, winners actually, Brandy and Monica. I think they did something amazing. I think you know they they blessed us with just you know a moment and um, give us reasons to smile at a time where it's just. There's so many reasons to be sad. And so, yeah, um, yeah I, I really, really, really appreciated that. And uh, my lose, actually, no, my winner is a uh, second winner, Khalees. She, oh. She announced she was pregnant. I saw that. Yeah. Don't she have like farms and stuff? I saw that. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know she had a photo shoot in a like, right, farm. Right, she did. It was like in like a little garden situation. She doesn't say, I mean, not that she has to, but she doesn't say who like, you know, the father is. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, happy for her. Um, and also Nisi Nash got married and also I saw that. N- married and also came out the closet. So like she Right, at the same <laughs> damn time. <laughs> just, I was like, go ahead, girl. Like, I mean, out of nowhere, you know, she gives us a double whammy, so that was special. She looked and, happy. I'm happy for her. No, yeah, she looked, she looked really happy, so and then um, I had a loser. Damn, I actually don't have a loser. I thought I would have one. I thought I thought one would come to me during the show. Um, I will say that my loser is Monica. Oh Sorry. my god! <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Go ahead. My loser is just 2020 for just stealing our joy at every turn. Actually, you know what? My loser is Kyle Rittenhouse, the, the weirdo who drove to Kenosha to, to you know, look for trouble and ended up killing, mm. killing two protesters and injuring a third and his weird-ass mama who signed him up for, like, a, a make-believe police academy when he was a teenager right. and, like, gives him, like, guns even though he's a minor. So, yeah, actually, you know what? Th- those are my losers of this week. I think they are weird. I think, um, um, they are just frightening. And I just, I always just hope that you never cross paths with people like that because that's just the amount of evil. There's a lot of trouble people in this world. Yeah, a lot of trouble people and just a lot of hateful people. So those are definitely my losers. Actually, and I have to really give a second, uh, you know, loser spot to no name. <laughs> she tried to use um, uh, a dead South African, uh, not dead, I think he's missing. Uh-huh. Um, 
actually, you know what? He was dead. So he was a 16-year-old South African named Nathaniel Julius, mm-hmm. and he had Down syndrome, and he was shot and killed by the police for, like, eating the cookie. Um, and, oh, and, so, and something happened. It just ended up being, like, a, a situation where um, they, he ends up being accused of gang activity, and then they kill him, right? So people are, you know, I, I guess she feels like, you know, the crusader for the diaspora. And so she retweets one of the tweets about the incident and goes, hey, Disney, if black is king, you boost this. Right. And so that. she's just she's highly problematic. And it's just it's unfortunate that, you know, since reading her first book four months ago, she she has had just nothing but hot takes. And um, I think there's just so much to say about no name and her like just fake wannabe intelligence and really that's oftentimes just rooted in beyonce hatred but um you know it's just it's it's really sad so she's definitely definitely the second loser um of of the week and yeah that's it mm. i didn't think i had losers but it turns out that i did Ogechi, thank you so much for stopping by. This was fun. Um, no, I, 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 I expect to be back because I'm, I'm going to need you to come back soon. Of course. So before we leave, plug your social media real quick. You guys can follow me on two snaps and a twirl. The number two snaps and a twirl. All one word. Mm-hmm. Um, lifestyle blogger, family nurse practitioner. I do it all. Of course. <laughs> Episode 21, No Hips Pod. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.